God of the universe, maker of the stars, who am I? And face it, admit it, this is the time that you've been looking for all week, life on purpose with going around the age, well, not quite with age, but David Covert. Yeah, what's up, guys? Okay, yeah, I didn't start with myself. Ryan Cribs. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Daniel Clayton. It's me, I'm here, I made it. Let's do it. And, made it. and then there's me. And then there's you. Then there's You're the me. youngest of us all, aren't you? Hey, youngest. you know, uh, there's there's a fine line between being childlike and childish. <laughs> mm-hmm. And some people make it their life mission to find that line. You got it. You got it. Now you're now you got it. Okay. So guys, uh, how's how's things going? We got uh, you. You're working, David. You said you're working on a website or something for us for uh, yeah. Well, we're getting ready coming for that. up. Heck yeah, I'm not the one working on part of the team, I guess, those working on that whole conference going on April. Oh, man, on the spot. I remember the dates. Um, we're going to be, though, in North Carolina, and that's going to be amazing. I just got to try to remember what the dates were again. I cannot remember April. the dates. 14th were. and 15th, I think. Okay. I think you're right. Yes, yep. 14th and 15th. And it was middle. Yep. So it's going to be a fun time. It's really going to be awesome, and I really hope it's going to be more than just uh, what's just typical – what would you call it? Just conferences in general. It's going to be more than that, more about relationships, more understanding that stuff. And I really can't, I hope to see you there. It's going to be awesome. We'll have a link on yeah. from here going out because mm-hmm. it's going to be, all of us are going to be there. So that should be a reason to show up. There, <laughs> so, you, go. there you go. We'll have a great yeah. time, have a great, great conversation. Yeah. Which prayer. means it's not going to be mm-hmm. typical if the four of us are there. Yeah, sure isn't. That's right. That's the truth. <laughs> I mean, you never know what obscure references will be made. Yes. That's right. True, and, true. And uh, for anybody that's in Winchester, Kentucky, this Shabbat, uh, you need Watch to out. find something to do because I'll be there at Bait Menorah, uh, noon to two o'clock, young mm. adult and youth meeting. We might allow a couple of old people to to uh, to slip in there, and uh, then I'll be doing the service at three o'clock. That'd be fun. Excellent. Yeah. Good. Looking forward to it. <laughs> So what are we yeah. talking about, guys? Mm. I mean, I think we're going to kind of take off from where we left off last, right? Kind of hinted at it a little bit last time. Okay. Kind of, we're all yeah, over. See, that's the funny that's thing. Right. Like, yeah, we're, we're all over the place. So, you know, we picking up where we left <laughs> off is pretty much anywhere we choose to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, um, that way. <laughs> Let's go that way. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You just kind of. Yeah, no, we're uh, we're gonna keep going with this kingdom thing, but gonna kind of take a take a little turn here and use some more uh, examples. We're gonna dive into some of the parables. Um, you know, it's very, I don't know, the parables. It, it's funny, I, you know, we, we think we understand them today, you know, because we have the whole reference of of the entire scripture. But um, you know, Yeshua's words and the word of God in general is endless, and so there's always some new application or some new season that a person is in that will make any parable any part of the bible um you know speak new life into that so we're going to dive into the parable of the talents mm-hmm. matthew 25 okay awesome so, so who's first yeah hey i got a question I, I just got a question to start this thing off and of course i i knew where we were at because i sent out the the uh, email about it or the text or so <laughs> no you didn't know this is all this is all totally fresh yeah yeah so totally uh, it was all yeah it was all planned uh, um so when w- let, let's look first at, at this thought uh i got two thoughts to look at first so the first one of the first of the of the first two is this whenever I've heard, and I've heard people talk about the the parable of the talents for, you know, longer than you guys have been alive. Um, it seems like every time they always go to the guy that messed up. Why, why is it that, you know, there's, there's not more focus on the two guys that did what was good and, and everybody just wants to look at the, you know, the, uh, the village dum-dum. <laughs> 
not gonna lie, Dad, you cut out there, and we're all nodding our heads like we know exactly what you said. But <laughs> all I heard was the village, uh, um, whatever. The village dum dum. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say village idiot, but it's a family show. So, uh, <laughs> village, you know, why is it that why is it that, that there's this constant focus on the guy that didn't do what was right instead of mm. the guys that did do what was right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good I, point. It's a good question. I about to say, I think it's Dave. because the punishment was so, it's, it seems so harsh, right? It's like, oh, yeah, you, all right, double, all right, cool, like, we're good, yeah, it's your rest. And then the guy that just buried it, it's like, oh, you're just, it's just, you're really bad. And now I'm throwing you out, essentially. And it's like, oh, we don't want that. We don't want that at all. Um, I, I think you're right, though. I think there is too much focus on the guy, on the, on the servant that just hid his talent and didn't bring it did not do anything with it just hit it so i think that that's yeah i think you're right and it's kind of it's kind of interesting too because as you as you said that dad um what made me think is like there's uh in in mainstream you know just call it church culture i guess um you know there is no grace in the old testament kind mm -hmm. of thing but then you look at things like that and it's like you know, that seems, you know, if we're weighing it by that measure, that seems pretty non-gracious. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, but I don't know. That was just a side note. That was kind of interesting. That is okay. okay. So maybe we can, we can spend more time on the other two. Right, Ryan, go ahead. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> no, I was just going to say, I think it may fall really in two categories in a sense. Uh, one, psychologically, people typically like to be comfortable. Mm. That's where they're going to default okay. is toward comfort. And so mm. I think the reason that it's focused on so much is, you know, the fact that this dude was made very uncomfortable by the fact that he had lost what was given to him, his means. Um, but also on the flip side of that, he didn't use his talents because of his own fear, which made him uncomfortable. Mm. And so therefore he lost it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And in the same, same similar vein, um, you know, w when you said people like to be comfortable, what I thought of, uh, of the two, uh, the two ones that doubled it, you know, there's, there's this also, um, this isn't prevalent in every area of people who believe in God, but kind of that poverty mindset, like being poorer, being more poor is holier. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like kind of, you know, brushing, brushing these two to the side because they like, you know, were risking what they had been given and they were increasing it via that risk. And so if you have a mindset that is kind of a, um, you know, less money is more holy, then you probably aren't going to gravitate toward, uh, parables or stories that have things like that of, you know, effort, you know, and mm -hmm. risk, which are very uncomfortable. And then, mm -hmm. you know, those things that lead to, more wealth you know what i mean success right. yes mm -hmm. so so you're saying that, that there is a mentality within religion i'm, I'm just going to kind of classify here as religion there's a mentality yeah, within good. religion that success is evil of itself and that mm -hmm. failure is somehow closer to godliness yeah, I would say it could be said absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, thinking about that, it, it makes no sense that that the that the creator of the universe would want us to fail. Name for me, you guys are, are experiencing uh, uh, climate change down there in Blue Ridge, right? Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we are. We've always called it yep. spring. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know. Which plant do you have out there? Which tree do you have that you're you're like celebrating their failure for blooming? Mm. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, that's that's definitely not what you're thinking when you see these trees bloom. You're like, oh, springtime, it's finally here. Mm -hmm. And then you're just hoping that mm -hmm. the cold doesn't come and, and kill it off. Yeah, that's next mm -hmm. Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, it's next Tuesday. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, so if he created the the everything within the universe to succeed, 
then why would people think that they're supposed to be failures? Mm. Yeah, um, I think there's also uh, a tendency within humans or or religion or anywhere in between mm -hmm. um, that for some for some reason, like I find this across the board for a lot of people where there's almost this uh, it's easier to accept something negative sometimes than it is mm -hmm. to accept something positive. Um, like we can, can tend to focus on the negative. And so that would kind of go, you know, hand in hand with all this stuff is like that it would be focusing on the negative. And maybe it's also because um, if people don't know the love of the father, then the fear of what he would take away is greater than the blessings he gives out of love and effort when effort's put in. Did I say that right? Did that make sense? Mm. Oh, absolutely. I think so. Mm. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> well, I want to direct one at Ryan. Uh, I'll start, start with, I want to, I'd like to go around the, uh, the board here, but uh, I want to direct this direct to Ryan first. Is, is the word, does the word talent trip us up? Because in the scripture, a talent is equal to a monetary value. However, within um, our our English language, the word talent is something like the playing of a musical instrument, or or the ability to sing, or or art, or something like this. So is 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 some of this that we're we're not really finding the depth of the parable? Is it within the kind of a miscommunication of the wording? Oh, I, I would absolutely agree. Uh, it's funny that you, you bring that up because the first time that I ever heard it actually put that way was not from a pastor or, um, you know, any sort of out of any sort of evangelical place, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, it was from a uh, probably 70 something year old uh, hippie who happened to still be like stuck in the 70s. Uh, had the long hair and everything. Um, he went by the name. His actual legal name was Do Hickman. Uh, he, we called him Do Hickey. And uh, <laughs> he was a blues harmonica player, and actually gave me my first blues harmonica lessons. Okay. And cool. it it was him that broke down. He said to me one day, "Never confuse talents with gifts." Talents in the you know in that form, like you mentioned, Mike, are money, things that are bought and sold. Mm -hmm. Gifts, specifically those that come from the Heavenly Father that are implanted within you, are to be treasured above everything else, really, when it, especially money when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. um, and their usage should be used responsibly. So... Mm -hmm. Therein, yes, Mike, I think that oftentimes we read that and we, we gloss over the importance of that sort of word transition there, the, the true meaning, the fact that you have received a gift, you know, whether it, whatever it is, if it's public speaking or, or you're a musician or you're a painter or um, you might just be like a really good mother, you know what I mean? You may not be able to even play a radio, but, wow. you know, it, you, you see what I'm saying? Like it could be any yeah. one of those things. It's what you do with it, mm -hmm. and it's being unafraid to step out and actually utilize that in the capacity that the Father set before you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I, I hope I sum that up. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, I think um, I don't know. I find it very, very interesting that it's supposed to be of monetary, but you know the the English language has put it as something that can be some, you know, how we understand uh, a talent to be, um, you know, I, I don't think that those things were an accident, you know, it's, it's a, it's a nice little, you know, uh, co coincidence, we'll call it, even though that's totally not the right word for it. Um, mm -hmm. Just to see that it's not even really what it is that he gave them. It's about, and Ryan, you, I think you were kind of hinting toward this as well. It's about the fact that he gave them something. Mm -hmm. And whenever he gives us something, it is two things. It is not supposed to be hidden and it's not really just for us. And so 
you know, with that understanding, you know, it's not, it was something he gave to us. Like you, you're saying, it's something to be treasured. It is something to be shown off. Like if you really think about it, like if the heavenly father, like gave you a gift, whatever it is, you know, just picture it as something really like a glowing box, mm-hmm. you know, what, if someone would like, if you knew that your friend was given a gift like that from the father and they just kind of stored it away in their closet, you'd be like, why are you hiding that? Like, I want to <laughs> see it. Like I'm going to break into your house and go find it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's literally what it is. Like that is what the father has placed in people is those gifts, those talents, that money, whatever it is, you know, it is not just for us. If we hide it away, it is a selfish and, you know, honestly borderline evil thing. Mm to withhold what God has freely given to us. I I think I want to run right with what you were just saying there, Daniel, which I think we're all running with this, this idea of something. I think you're absolutely right. It does not matter whether it's a monetary value or a gift. Uh, I think, yeah, both. It could really seriously be both. I think that even honestly, in order for those people to have done what they did in this parable, it took both. They had to I really love what you said there, Mike, about that risk factor that was involved mm-hmm. there. Uh, when you're doing something like that, you're putting it on the line and there's a, a trust that has to be there. If you're, if you have to trust yourself and go, you know what? I think I can, I think I can do this. I think I can make this happen. And a lot of times there is this weird idea that, oh, talent and monetary things are not, they don't correlate. And I think they absolutely do. It's whether you're going to lean into risking that, risking leaning into that gift. Because, right, what's the thing? Like, can you imagine some of the, think of the famous singers you've ever heard in your lifetime. Can you imagine if they would have never opened their mouth ever? Can you Uh, imagine if they had just sat back and said no? Let's let's see, like your wife? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Right. So, like, can you imagine, like, if my wife said, you know what, I'm just not, I'm going to lean into never doing that ever because reasons right we don't know what it is like what it's saying here talent or we don't know what that exact value was but let's just put anything and that's what the golden box you just said Daniel. like that's actually something i'll lean into right there is that if put whatever it is golden box if you just buried away you're not going to receive anything it's already going to tell you you're not going to you're not going to get anything and even just doing that alone, he's like you could have even gotten interest. Like he's even scolding. It's like you could have even just given that away and just mm-hmm. let the bank, let the, those people do something with it, but you did nothing with it. Yeah. So leaning into the idea that there is whatever it is, if you are born with riches, if you are, if you have a voice, thinking of the idea that if you don't do anything with it and don't risk it on yourself to just try. I think that's, that's I, I think, you know, go for it. I, I like to think that, you know, the, the one that, that didn't do anything with it, I, I think the outcome could have been very different had he even tried and lost it. Mm-hmm. You know, we were talking mm-hmm. about, you know, the failures this morning or this morning, a few minutes ago, gosh, um, we were talking about, you know, the, how does he rejoice at or look forward to our, our failures? No, but he also doesn't look down on us when we do fail because you can't fail unless you try. And so, you know, had he risked the talent, the whatever he was given, and it just was lost, like he was, you know, just gone, you know, whatever happened to it, you know, just a, the, you know, invested in a business and the business goes broke, you know, he would have said to his master, like, I'm sorry, but I tried and it didn't work out. I just think it would have been a different outcome. I want to also point out too that we that what we don't see in the parable, right? We see the parable, like we don't know what value it really was. All we know is that it's in it's basically like, okay, he gave five portions of this, two portions, and then one portion. And it also doesn't say how much time it was. He just says it went on a long mm-hmm. trip and they did not know how long it would be. So that's mm-hmm. something else. So what you just said, Daniel, you could go for yeah. it, lose it all, and then gain it all too, still. Right? How many times have people tried, mm-hmm. failed, and then tried again and made it? So That's even true, if you yeah. tried and failed your first time, it doesn't mean you give up. You keep going because I still think even if you would have lost it completely, that would have still been worth something. I agree with you. 
Yeah, how many how many attempts did uh, Edison try the light bulb? Was it like ten thousand or something? Something insane amount. So yeah, something crazy. It was a whole bunch. Yeah, yeah. It, technically, it was a whole bunch. Okay, I guess, yeah. and I guess that we're you know we continue to go back to the guy that that didn't. Uh, maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe because we don't want to be that guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let me give you a spin on this. Now the parables, um, you know, the parables that the kingdom of, uh, of heaven is like unto, and he, he gives us these three men. Um, it does not say that these are the three actual people, Okay, but but let's just kind of run with this. Let's run with something here. That these are three people that are they're they're friends. Okay, uh, or or maybe it's three brothers, whatever. Okay, um, and so they know each other, and they stand before the the master, and they hear. They all three hear. Okay, to you, I'm you know. To 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 Bob here, I'm given five, and to to Joe, I'm given two, and over there to you know, uh, what's his name? I'm I'm given one. Um, is it possible that the reason that this person didn't do anything with his talent is because he was offended that he only got one? I was very well. Yeah, yeah I was. Oh man. I was thinking in that direction too, you know, just the, um, that, that is really a, an aspect of this parable that I haven't heard taught much, or at least not as much as the other, you know, the main one of just the investment, um, that, you know, the kingdom of God is like a whole bunch of people who receive different amounts of things Mm -hmm. and had any of them spent any amount of that time focusing on well why did he get two why did he get five why did he only get one look at that guy over there like lamo you know it's not that's not what the time is spent on and so and i yeah it's just interesting because remembering like the kingdom of god is like like you're saying and so just realizing that he does give different amounts to different people and you know it doesn't say why it doesn't say why he gave five to the first one and two to the the next one and one to the next one it just says that he did. And so it is not for us to question why someone has five and why someone has two and why someone has one. Because if you flip-flop the thing and the one, the guy with one had doubled it to two and the guy with five had went and buried it, the whole parable would have been flip-flopped as well. You know, the one with five would have been scolded and his given away. Yes. And so mm-hmm. it's, you know, the, the amount is almost... Uh, it, not almost. The amount is totally irrelevant. The so, action with what with which is applied to it is the thing that is important and relevant. I would. I want to run with that too. That idea of I feel I, that's one of the things I looked at this was like, okay, why did the one get five? Why did one get two? And the one only get one. And to think about it is, is it wasn't equal. A lot of times, I think, in especially Western uh, Western mindset and everything, it's. Oh, it's supposed to be fair. Oh, it's supposed to be equal. It's yeah. supposed to you get this, I get this. Because then that also kind of would make people like, why? Did, so, do you think the guy with the two got indignant because the one only got one, but the guy that got two, he was still working hard? But do you think after the guy lost one, he was like, ah, that's mine? Because you know, God's got to even the scoreboard up a little bit so that we're all equal. No, he gave it to the guy that had more, and it's like, hmm. That don't fit in a lot of that mindset that we have today. And I think I would want to go towards the idea that, that we have no idea why God does what he does. And I think that we have to lean into that idea that it's not just money. It's not just gifts and talents. It's not just that. It's all of those things. And it's always interesting when you have friends that you have around and when you're in, when it's a bad time, they're there for you. What's also amazing is that when you then start doing really well, how someone might even ridicule or criticize. Do you, I don't know if you guys are feeling where I'm going with that. That sometimes is fascinating to see when it's oh, like, yeah. oh, oh, but when I was down the gutter, I was this way, I was treated this way. But then when I yeah. start to succeed, you start turning on me or you start re- re- reacting differently towards me. 
that's always fascinated me. This, mm-hmm. I think we have to change our perspective. And I think that's what this mm-hmm. parable is trying to say too. In a, in a hidden sense, maybe we'll talk about that later. Yeah, but that's no, what agree. it's really clean to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to kind of maybe take a different look at this. Mm-hmm. Um, if you really think about it, the man with one talent had more risk than the man with five. Mm. Because the man could, with five, could risk one, lose it, and still have four. Yeah. The man with one only had one to risk and one to lose. Very much like our life. We have one life to live, mm-hmm. one life to lose. So in a sense, he was given greater responsibility. Mm. Wow, that that is a spin that I've never really thought about. So his risk reward was pretty much all in. He, he's either mm-hmm. all in or nothing, and he chose and nothing. He chose nothing. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's so. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, for real. And that makes the whole fear thing that much more um, applicable because yes. you know fear and faith are the polar opposites, uh-huh. and so. You know, we see the action out of fear of his master rather than out of faith in his master. You know, we have the one life to lose and we can either fear for the loss of our life and walk through our life that way. Or we can walk through the life, our one life with faith that he is the one that watches over our one life. That is very, very good, Ryan. Hmm. Yeah. So then thinking, you know, kind of going down that trail for a minute. In, if that's the case, that is really his greatest downfall, is wherein he places his trust. Either in his own ability to keep the one safe, which he tries to do by hiding it, or putting his trust in the fact that the master who gave him the one to begin with mm-hmm. is well and capable to give him another one upon the loss of the first. So, so his Ryan, faith. Be- Good. I was just going to say. So his faith was in the gift, not in the giver. Mm-hmm. Is this? Mm-hmm. Does this have something to do? The the track you're on. Does it have something to do with the verse in, in Proverbs that says that a righteous man falls uh, six times? I think it's six times. Um, and we would think about that. Of wait a minute, you know. Why is he called righteous if he falls so many times? His mm-hmm. righteousness was based not upon his falling, but upon his getting up. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's exactly right. And also, to whom much is given, much is required. Uh, and mm-hmm. um, what was the other one I was thinking of? Um, he who is faithful in the small things mm-hmm. will be trusted mm-hmm. with much. Thank you. Well, now, now the the if we go back, you know, if we read the scriptures here in in Matthew twenty five, and I do, uh, this is not one of the, this is not the longest parable. Actually, little trivia here: the longest parable is the parable of the seed and the sower. But this mm. is one of the longer parables in the scripture. But it, we read it; and it says, "And he gave to each of them according to their ability." Mm. Once again. Did the guy that didn't do anything with his uh, with his talent, with his gift, did he have a wrong view of himself? I would agree with you. I think that that I think that there's a wrong view because I think that goes back to what Ryan just pointed at that whole idea of trusting in the gift versus trusting in the giver. And I think it really is saying that because if you look at what the reward was for each one of those, it was the exact same. You've been given a little, so you'll be trusted with much, right? They both received the exact same gifts. Once he saw these, like, okay, you yeah. did all this great job. And he told them the same thing in turn to the father's rest. They both got the same thing and they both really equaled. They yielded the same amount of what was given. They were, they gave the exact amount back percentage wise, right? And so then you look at the idea that Brian just brought up about he only had one and he had so much more greater risk. 
thing is he had just one thing to manage. The other ones had five or, or two. If anything, it was managing that or leaning into those different things. But just would have just given it just an ounce and just that one. Just lean into that one. Same result. And so it's a crazy yeah, idea that... Good, good. I was crazy thinking... <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Go ahead. You're finishing. Go finish. I just, I'll wrap my points. Like, <laughs> it's just crazy to realize that what if we only have gotten that one gift? And I just, I've seen so many people that have just, they might even have just that one thing, but decide mm -hmm. that, well, since I'm not as good as so and so, or so, since I am not like them, mm -hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> yeah. Or I've done, I've done that. That's what's crazy. That's just mm -hmm. nuts. And there's the, you know, there's no, um, the father has no malice. He doesn't look down on the number one. Like, it's not like, you know, his view of value, you know, quantity versus quality is much different than ours. And so, you know, you look at the, the parable of the 99, like he leaves the 99 for the one. Mm -hmm. And then the parable of the, the, the coins, you know, she rejoices over the one that was found over the nine that were never lost. And the prodigal son, you know, the one never left and the one left and came back. And so there's an enormous amount of value placed upon the one. And so I would think, like you're saying, Dad, like it does come down to a, whether it was this person's view of themselves, this person's, you know, received view of themselves, or, or just that the master was maybe wanting to see something specific happen within that one. Like maybe the one actually had more ability than the others because it would have been harder like you're saying ryan to double the one rather than double the five so you know okay, now, obviously i don't know i'm just kind of now, now you're on to something different um so the the guy that got the one talent was it that he was given a very special unique gift that only he had as the scripture says the ability to do so you know it, it's like in in um uh building well let me let me give you an example uh daniel your grandfather uh your your mom's dad was part of the gemini project uh he helped put the gemini spaceship in in the air and uh he had a very unique gift as an engineer uh electrical testing engineer and it was said that uh, when when Albert tested it, you didn't have to test it again. It had been thoroughly tested in every aspect, and there was nothing else that anyone could do. And so they would always give him that kind of that final, you know, let's see if it'll get past the Albert test. Uh, because that was unique. But it was that kind of a job that was so crucial in the end, uh, people's lives counted on it. So is it possible that that man was given something that was very unique, but it was even possibly of greater value in the long run than the talents of the, of, of the other two men? Mm -hmm. Which to his defense, you know, if, if we run with that and you know you know kind of follow along those lines the there would be all the more room for the enemy to whisper that fear of losing the one valuable thing you know mm -hmm. if, if he would know how valuable it was you know there would be just so much room and there's 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 a one-liner i, I want to drop here that is like my new favorite one-liner for now mm -hmm. um, until my new favorite comes along <laughs> and it's so applicable to this because <laughs> you know Fear, it cripples, you know, no matter what it is, fear cripples, you know, and it works in this instance, you know, where it crippled him from the investment, it, it cripples people from, from branching out and starting businesses from, oh. you know, kind of, you know, going back and uh, trying to fix a relationship or, you know, anything, you know, fear cripples. And man, there's so many things, so many good reasons you can come up with for any of those things. Like, I can't go start that business because I only have, 
dollars in the bank. And if I lose that, then I mean, what am I going to do? And, you know, and then you're stuck for, you look up and 10 years have passed and you're no further than you were 10 years ago. Um, and so here's the one-liner fear masquerades as wisdom. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. It was good. It, oh man. When I heard that, I had to like, it was on a, it was on a documentary I was watching. I had to rewind it a little bit. Like, oh, I got to hear that again. I wish I had That's come up one. with that. Mm-hmm. Your oh, wisdom. So you're using wisdom. Oh, I'm just, I'm just being wise in, in my, in, in my investments and not, and, and playing it safe. You know, when's the last mm-hmm. time that somebody played it safe, did anything? Yeah, there's the remembering. There's the famous uh, saying that courage is fear holding on just a moment longer. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But you you think of and I don't use a lot of sports analogies, but uh, you know Babe Ruth uh, held the record for home runs. He also held the record for strikeouts. The the person that held yeah. you know that holds the record for. Um, for stealing bases. I mean, well, why don't you just play it safe and wait until the to the guy at you know that's up at bat hits a home run and you can just, you know, kind of walk around the bases and who cares? Who that that guy's not getting he's not getting any press. Mm-hmm. You're basically saying Babe Ruth swung at everything thrown at him. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. But yeah, pretty much. <laughs> just take it and that's go true. for it. Yeah. Accuracy mm-hmm. by volume. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah th- this whole thing of playing it safe and like you know it, it's it's interesting you come to a place that that i am in life you know i've, I've got a, another birthday coming up um <laughs> and uh yeah, this is one of those major ones you come to a place mm-hmm. in life that um you know people are telling you well you know you, you need to play it safe now you know, when you were 20 or 30, and I've, I have to admit, I've had this mentality at times, I've, I'm really talking to myself as I'm talking here, that, uh, you know, when you're 20, 30, well, you can make a mistake and you can, uh, you can recover from it. But, but once you get a little bit older, it's going to be difficult to recover from that mistake. Well, what about if, if that, if that's your seventh time getting up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as long as we're breathing, you know, breathing is risky. We're not guaranteed yeah. the next one. Yeah. Not guaranteed yeah. the next one. You're right. Yeah. Driving to the store is risky. Uh, you know, especially if you're in Chicago. Uh, you know, it, yeah. j- just going, life is risky. But if you don't take risks, yeah. there's no reward in the end. You just sit around, it, it, it's like a rocking chair. You know, sitting in a rocking chair, uh, it, it it makes you it it looks good, but you're not going anywhere. Yeah. So I wanted to. <laughs> we've been talking about the uh, the with the. I right. It's we always talk about the guy with the five, and then we talk about the one with the one. But not a lot of times you talk about the one with the two. Okay, so go for about it. everything we just talked about. Right, everything we just talked about with both sides flipping on both sides of this coin. Fear of this, fear of that, because we can look at that and go, like, so then why did this other guy need to be there, right? Like, he could have still done this parable in that sense could have just been done with the one was given five and one was given one. Okay. I think he's doing that second one for a reason. The second one could have said, I have two. I got one more than the other guy. I'm ahead. I'm going to hang out right here. I'm ahead. So I'm just going to stay back. So fear could have crippled the guy with two as well. Or fear of, well, I certainly don't have five, so I'm just not even going to go anywhere. And then kept, but instead he kept, keeps going, like we talked about, choosing to take on that fear of life, fear of all that, pushing against the everything and then making risks, making decisions, and has essentially turned the same amount. And at the end, I wonder if that second guy went, well, I never even got close to the guy with five. I guess it's just my life sucks and my life's just not worth anything because. I didn't even make, I didn't even get close to the guy that had five. Let me just step out and just, I, mean, I guess I'll just stop now. Let me just, oh, I fell. I, I'm just done. I guess I'm just over. I'm not going to be like those guys up there. 
oh, at least I'm ahead of the other guy, right? I, I think how many times have people done that where they'll, what they, what they have given, they're like in the middle. They've got some talents. They got some gifts. There's some great, great things. But then they want to compare themselves to the guy that got the five. And they just go, oh, well, I'm better at least than the guy with the one, but I'm not the guy that has the five. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll just quit now and just, just live off of this and just not have that risk. So we're not thinking about that, but I think the whole point of it is, no, he's only given two, but he decided to still do something. He still risked something. Same reward was given to him yeah. still. And it's just like, all that mattered was just them risking it. Oh, that's all that mattered. All that mattered was them just to risk it and go for it. And that's really what the, I think the entire parable really boils down to. They risked it. They kept, they, tr- they tried to make more because they were given something and they said, I'm going to try to get more. I'm going to just try. Mm-hmm. And they said traded. I like that. In my Bible, it says traded. I think there's other Bibles that might have a better word mm-hmm. for it. Do you not think the guy with the five might have lost four? <laughs> or he might have lost. He might have gained and then lost it and then gained again. It just says traded. And for, for the master, that didn't matter because all that mattered was when he came back, what he had. All that mattered. Mm-hmm. Just can't help but think about that. I think that's why there's that importance of having that, mm-hmm. that's that one guy in the middle that kept going no matter what still kept going yeah it so just it, i just yeah. if you is think the moral about of that story not to compare ourselves to each other amen yeah, absolutely <laughs> i was yeah. going to say i think the number two man had a difficult time going with mike's example of, of them let's say knowing each other because he would hear the voice of of one or the voice of the other so he goes and takes counsel of his friends who have also received gifts. And one says, well, I'm investing mine and hoping for a great return. And the other one says, well, you know, if you lose that, then the master is going to be very angry. So you're better off just putting in a hole in the ground than, than risking that. Hmm. And so there hmm. he has a decision as to who he will be influenced by. Mm-hmm. Or bringing up that, that term we used of, uh, quite, I think, a couple of months ago that analysis paralysis, mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. fear of yeah. analysis paralysis, where we just want to analyze everything like that term in the stock market. If you think about it, we can actually kind of relate some things again, not advocating that, Oh my God, that's you. That's your way of getting through things. But it's really interesting to see because you'll see some people, they've got so many shares into something so that when a percentage goes up, you're, you guys are both making the same percentage, but they've got five times more than yeah. you. Let's mm-hmm. say, right. But you still won the same. If you guys made a tr- if you made a trade into some company, one guy made five times more, but he, you guys both gained equally, essentially in that sense. It might not have been enough like value in a value sense, but guess what? You still won. Mm-hmm. You didn't just keep it out of that to compare it to that risk of a stock market. Again, I'm only using that as compare in yeah. a comparison sense. So. And I think, you know, one thing that uh, uh, that goes hand in hand with the fear is uh, the illusion of control. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in the end, you know, like we're, you know, data that you brought up, like literally driving to the store is risky. You know, literally drinking a glass of water can be risky because, you know, you could drop it and it hurt, breaks your toe and, you know, depending on how big your glass is and how soft your toe is but no um everything we do is risky you know like i okay so here's here's one thing i drive uh, my my commute to work is up the road that we affectionately call the gorge road um, oh yeah drives up the colisage gorge Um, and so there's you know where we work there's kind of a few different routes to get up to where we work um and so i'll be talking to my clients sometime and, and you know they're kind of like snowbirds and so they float around between you know maybe florida and up here or georgia or wherever and they'll be like you know so how do you come up here from where you are and they're like you don't you don't take the gorge road do you <laughs> and i'm like oh yeah i take the gorge road um but no it's like if you live somewhere like oklahoma like i lived and the roads are like you know 30 feet like you know and you move here it's a it's a big change. You know, these, these, they're like, where are the shoulders on the road? I don't see them. You know, it's like, it's really funny to listen to out of state people. Um, yeah, that's yeah, why you it's have like, a father that's praying it's... for you early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, it's risky. It's risky to drive to work no matter what, but you know, on that kind of thing. And so, you know, why would I, but at the same time, like, what am I going to do? Just stay home every day and 
not do anything and fade into nothingness and, you know, just lose all the money that I have because I'm afraid to go outside. You know, it's ridiculous. Like you have to, to some extent, acknowledge, no, you have to fully acknowledge that we have absolutely no control whatsoever over our lives. And we have to trust and have faith that the father will see us from point A to point E, point B, no matter <laughs> what that line looks like. Yeah. Because literally, you know, I've been going up that gorge and there's been times where an 18 wheeler is coming around those corners that they're not supposed to be on this road anyway. In fact, it's actually illegal. And hey, look, I happen to be the, at the exact perfect spot where I can make a quick pullover. You know, if it was 10 seconds before, 10 seconds after, I would not have been in that spot to have that safe pull off. And other people could look at that and be like, oh my goodness, I almost just got hit by this thing because, and I'm like, you know what? My father protected me. He protected me yesterday. He protected me today. He'll protect me tomorrow until, yeah. you know, my days are, are over. Yeah, and but so, do, do yourself a no, favor. Control. Don't we have no control. Don't do yourself a favor. Don't repeat this to me more times because your mother does listen to this program. Okay. So just <laughs> cut. Then the wrath uh, of mom comes upon you. <laughs> yeah. No, it's seriously like that control. It plays into our lives. It plays into yeah. our finances and to, it plays into like what we do with what we have been given. And, you know, it's all a gift. Like every single day is a gift from yeah. him and every single Thing that he gives us to you know function and the things that we're good at the things that we're bad at even like every single one of them is a gift and every single one of them is an opportunity to glorify him to further his kingdom and you know and interesting i was thinking of this too you know what had happened what would have happened and this may be going somewhere where the parable should not be going but you know we'll try it anyway what would have happened if the three of them had come together wow hmm Hmm. You know that opens a possibility. Okay, go with it, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, let's let's, let's 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 lean into that a little bit. Well, see, this is where, depending on, and it, we'll go back to instead of calling them talents, we'll call them gifts. This is okay. where, when you combine a group of people that have different gifts, but gifts that complement one another, given by the same master. Usually, you can create a beautiful tapestry from that. Or a podcast. Um, or podcast, exactly. <laughs> or a band. <laughs> or, uh, you know, it, well, we even see this in the things like, uh, like prayer, right? And it actually talks about a three-stranded cord is not yeah. easily broken. Oh, wait, three people. Maybe, maybe Daniel, you're not too far off. Hmm with that whole analogy you know yeah. hmm. wow and i think and this could be a whole other topic but that's part of the issue that i think we're seeing as a nation today is the sort of american dream seems to be you know you grow up you get older you go out and you do your own thing and move to a completely different state you don't keep in touch with your your family you know, you completely start a life out all on your own and then, you know, mom and dad get old and you stick them in a nursing home so somebody else can watch them while you give your kids to somebody else to, you know, train up during the day, typically, right? And so the greatest threat to us has been our separation versus us actually staying together as a family unit and as communities and believers and actually edifying one another and saying, oh, you have these gifts, and I have these gifts, and you have those gifts. Let's do something with this. Let's, let's utilize those for the kingdom and for our own uh, benefit as a, as a kingdom people. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the enemy is winning because this has been allowed to happen throughout the past yeah. few generations and has been sold us as a dream. Mm -hmm. one, of my, one of my favorite things to bring up um, just in... I don't remember the exact metrics and poundages, so I'm just going to make them up. But the, the concept stands where, you know, one horse can pull, let's say, a thousand pounds in a wagon. Um, but it's, it's, the equation does not equal, you know, one horse, 1,000 pounds plus one horse, 1,000 pounds equals 2,000 pounds. Two horses together can pull more than one can times two. 
meaning the combined forces is greater than that of one, you know, just as, as a multiplication, like it's exponential, mm -hmm. you know, two people can do way more than that one person can, even if there was, you know, it was multiplied by two. Yeah. Hopefully that makes sense too. Mm -hmm. um, but just, you know, it's just, it's the picture of the same thing. Like, you know, in a, in a strictly addition sense, you know, the five and the two and the one would be eight, which is kind of interesting to begin with, you know, eight being the number of new beginnings. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, if they, if they combined them, maybe they would have been able to triple them, you know, cause they're not only combining their numbers of the, of the gifts, they're also combining who they are and, and their personalities and their perspectives. And it just gives a whole new and a, a, another, uh, another facet of how to grow the gifts that they've been given. And maybe the one who was timid and not, didn't want to do something with his talent being around the two and the five being riskier in their trades and then winning might have spurred some unction to just try mm -hmm. dig it back up yep. to do it so is this the scripture of provoke others to good works mm -hmm. mm. yes iron sharpeneth iron yeah, yeah. which means it, it you know it, uh, people are afraid of that ryan uh, that that's a, a verse that, uh, you know, a lot of people will quote, but they, they flee from it because, uh, you know, this very well, you've, you've been around, you know, thing doing, doing something like this. When you put, uh, two pieces of iron, you're going to have sparks and occasionally say... there's going to be a, a, a fire that's built there. But in our society today, people are afraid of the sparks. Mm. I know in my own life that those who have been the greatest influence on me for good um, usually have been people I started out not really liking because we butted heads. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. My, um, my, my business partner and I, you know, we, you know, we were great friends to begin with and, you know, we started out on this business and, um, you know, people could think that, you know, we're just like, you know, always agree on everything and, you know, nothing, nothing's ever wrong with, you know, not even remotely close to true. We argue about stuff at least twice a day, <laughs> some, you know, most of the time more, but, you know, these things come up like how to do this and he's thinking one way and I'm thinking another, but the more that we communicate, the more we learn to communicate. And no matter what, if we both humble ourselves and realize that we are two people that were meant to come together to achieve things, then the product that we mm -hmm. achieve is always going to be better than <clears> if, <throat> if a single one of us had done, because we were willing to throw those sparks at each other and mm -hmm. to sharpen each other. Well, let, let me hit one, exactly. Let, let me hit one last point here as we're kind of running out of time. Again, with the, you know, with the guy that, uh, that buried his talent, he looked at the master and said, you know, I, I know that you, uh, you, you plant where you're not supposed to, and you harvest what you didn't, what you didn't plant and all that. Wait a minute. This is talking the kingdom of heaven. This is talking about a righteous master. So is the, is, is one of this guy's, <clears throat> excuse me, is one of these guys issues that not only he has a wrong outlook of himself which came from who knows where and how many places but he also had a wrong um a, a wrong look at or a wrong perception there's there's a word i was trying to get he had a mm -hmm. wrong perception of the master mm -hmm. yeah <clears throat> absolutely and that goes back to what we were talking about earlier of that like um you know that kind of that horror more you know more poor equals more holy you know mm -hmm. it goes back to that same thing where it's a, it's a false perception of the master and yeah so that that's to that's totally a part of it you know if you have a false perception of the giver of the gift then it will directly affect what you do with it and you know what you think the consequences will be if it goes quote unquote wrong yeah mm-hmm and I think it's why he responded. The master responded in kind, you wicked, lazy servant. Mm -hmm. that, that double, that double adjective there, you wicked, lazy servant. He's like, you still got it wrong. 
Like it's like not that you just you yourself are wrong. You had me totally wrong. Oh wow! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So he got judged harsher because of his misperception of the mm-hmm. master. And in a way, maybe the master knew it all along. Maybe that's why he always had one. Because it's like, if you could just succeed in one, you've succeeded. Oh, man. Because if I'd given you five, you've never done something. That was also a mercy then. Like, it could have also been a mercy. Like, I'm going to limit the judgment upon you that I know is coming by only giving you one instead of more. Mm -hmm. Mm. There's the grace in it. A whole other view. (laughs) There's the grace in it. But if you, you know, but, I think there's something to these parables. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah. But if that guy would just use that, just a minimal effort. Yeah. Because I think that if you were to ask somebody, right, I think that you have to do this, right? You have to do this idea of, so let's say if, which do you think would be easier to double if someone gave you a thousand dollars, two thousand, or five thousand? Which do you think would be easier to double? Again, like that, I think if sometimes we look at it that way, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's like, well, I would take the lesser amount because that's going to be far easier. Some people be like, well, I think I could easily do five because I think I have more opportunity to have risk and reward. So I know how to ma- manage that. And then some people are like, well, if I did a thousand, then I, I literally could just, I could literally just put it in a savings account and in 10 years, I'll have, I'll uh, have it or whatever account I could literally mm-hmm. put in an account and just let it do it for me. Um, I, I really am scared of that. Maybe it's actually maybe we got to change our perspective on that if we're looking at it from a value sense. Listening, mm-hmm. listening to the servant's words there at the end when he's talk, he's talking about the master, it sounds to me more like his concern is of public perception of the master causes him to not. And so, my thought is, you know, we have all been given the greatest gift ever which is the death and resurrection of of the messiah yeah i heard an atheist recently say something you rarely hear an atheist say something that floors you but uh, he said i have no respect for christians who do not proselytize yeah because if you believe that you have the keys to eternal life why wouldn't you want me to also have that why wouldn't you value me enough to take me aside and say, this is this is how you obtain eternal life. This is how you have peace. This is how you have love. This is how you have these gifts. And I think oftentimes, especially in these days, the fear that we would maybe be facing is fear of the public perception of our master. So we keep our gifts hidden. And we keep the identity of the giver hidden. Mm. And we just want to be a closeted believer instead of one who is open. Um, it, mm-hmm. I heard an analogy today. It's like, a, and then we're going to see it in the season that we're in spring. Um, there's all the plants that are coming up that are, that are putting off pollen, right? There's yeah. one specifically called goldenrod. And everybody goes, oh, well, you know, it, all the pollen is making me sick, right? But goldenrod is actually an antihistamine yeah so its pollen is actually it's putting it off to actually heal you so we as believers are like that should be like that goldenrod the the most uh colorful mm. you know mm. um eye-catching thing in the field that's there doing its job so that it heals you wow. back to your plant analogy earlier that's, good. that's something to yeah. think about well I love that. okay our listeners i know it's it's sad it's a sad moment Mm -hmm. but you've been watching the clock and you know that we have to come to an end so (laughs) we do but uh the good news is there's there's next week guys Mm -hmm. there's another parable right Mm -hmm. and great insight on this subject of getting to know ourselves and getting to know ourselves based upon getting to know the one who created us. For the one who created us, created us with not with, uh, yeah, I can't remember that. He created <laughs> us and he knows the plans he has for us. Plans for good and not for evil. To give us life, 
hope, and the ability to live our life on purpose. See you guys next week. Amen. And we'll see you then. You alone hear my every prayer. You're the God who's always